Welcome to West Virginia and Commonplace. I'm your host, uh, JR. Co-host Stacy is uh, out on assignment, always uh, gathering information, taking care of uh, the different things that go inside our podcast. So let's get started with this topic, the mistakes, the mistakes we make in podcasting um, and in consulting and different things like that. So I'm going to go to my number one mistake. Um, my number one mistake was that I realized that I had the wrong why, like why am I doing something? Um inside podcasting so the first why that i had wrong was the the way that i wanted to help people with consulting um i took an approach that probably wasn't proper i assumed that people wanted this information they wanted to know how to do this they wanted to be this and that and um the people that didn't actually come for my help the ones that i did help didn't want the help so that was one thing i learned there uh took a little bit of time to get better at uh not helping these people and when I say not helping them, not in a mean way, just letting them come to me if they want the help. If they don't want the help, uh, then just let them go. Because I, I wasted a little bit of time on some people that I thought wanted my help, uh, gave them information, um, carried everything, you know, in the proper manner that I should. And these people, they just kind of, you know, they weren't business savvy. So the next mistake I made um, in podcasting, this is something that's major that people just, you really have to to be conceptual about this idea. The hobbyists and the people that turn their podcasts into a business. Eight times out of 10, the people that turn their podcasts into a business do not have a business plan. And if they do have a business plan, um, they have a straightforward plan, but they don't have a way to be tactical with their business plan. And I found this out the hard way with so many people's ideas that I heard and I listened and not saying that I'm any more business savvy than anyone else. It just came down to a, to a notion of that. I play in tactics and ways to handle business. And in doing so, um, it fractured a lot of friendships. It, it fractured some uh, potential clients that I wanted to take on that were inside podcasting because people get easily offended. And in business, you have to have a whole different mode and means to you other than what has been presented to me. And then there's some people that um, I realize they're along to get some advice and to take certain things and use them to their, their advantage or use them to their implementation. So you have to be careful there. So with the podcast consulting and all that, I took a step back and if someone really wants my help and they really want to, you know, move their numbers or do something like that, or just something that um, modifications, that's the best term I can use to their podcast. They come to me. I don't go out of my way for anyone anymore like that. Lesson learned there. Then the next mistake that I made, uh, people get so driven behind this terminology, find your audience. Finding your audience is data mining. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's data mining. If you don't have the capability to data mine and find out your audience, you will not succeed in podcasting. It's just that simple. I don't want to sugarcoat that no more. I just want to be honest about that. And then the other mistake I made is, is organic over bulk growth. The misconception of bulk growth is that someone's buying followers. No, if you buy a bulk growth and I'm not talking about going out here and getting um, 10,000 people to like your shit on Instagram, that's not what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about you go to a data mining company to find out who's actually listening to your episodes. That's getting data-driven 
curated audience that's finding out exactly who your audience is. And that's something that I encourage and discourage to some people, because if you can't afford it, you need to keep moving yourself organically until you're in a, a lane that you can do that. And some other people have a greater sense of using those things that everybody preaches about, like having a, uh, a number or a way to distinguish individuals inside podcasting. So you actually know who they are because my problem, and it's always been the problem is that I don't care how great this person's podcast is. I don't care how elusive uh, all their followers are and all this other stuff. The problem that comes out is that these people have these amazing numbers, but it does not translate to money. They don't know how to take that gold, refine it and make jewelry. With that being said, um, I'm not here to give out any advice or anything like that because people will find their own information, as I just said in the latter. Um, so with that, with learning that and realizing that when you intentionally go out here and help somebody with their show or different stuff like that, um, that person has to have more than just a dream and a vision. Because so many people get out here and think that success is because you're busy. Success is not because you're busy. You being busy is you being busy. That has nothing to do with success because just because someone's out here doing this and that, it doesn't mean they're successful. It just means that they're getting a lot of attention in certain areas. And that translation sometimes becomes a mistake because I even seen it because I was wondering why these certain podcasters were getting all these interviews and stuff like that. Then when we went to the table and you talk behind the scenes and you find out the stuff that these people are doing this all you know, trying to be a business and not profiting. Okay. So then the next mistake I made was, uh, and this is a major thing in podcasting was the hobbyist that tried to run a business in their podcast and failed and went back to being a hobbyist. Those podcasters are the most toxic people in podcasting. And my mistake was that I aligned with quite a few of these people I don't consider anybody a has-been. I don't consider anybody um, to be failed in choice. I feel that some people are failed in their decision-making. And that was one of those things that I had to come to grip with was like, why are these people so centered on, oh, no, you can't make money. Let's just do this as a hobby. Hey, if that's your, your, your point, stick to it. So... With those two mistakes or a few mistakes that I made in uh, the business aspect, I took a step back. I sat back and I worked on my craft. Uh, what I learned in one, one great mistake was that I had an age demographic of 27 to 72. The demographic of race, uh, sex, and all that stuff does not matter. When you are actually targeting your audience, you've got to have people that are are in sync with how you think how you move, how you proceed in life. So I did a simple task. I'm, I went on verbal. Um, I started getting feedback from people about my show that listen to my show. Like not podcasters, not people that are just social media. Oh, he's got a podcast, so I'll listen this week. No, people that actually are similar to me. Um, you know, these Russell Wilsons of the world. Um, these urban cowboys, as we're called. These uh, West Virginia, Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Tennessee, North Carolina, some parts of South Carolina, uh, 
New Jersey, maybe not New York, but these people that kind of follow the same pattern as me, um, not necessarily live the same life as me, but have relatable um, ideologies and things that happen in our life that relate to us. So we are in us. And that's what I went in and captured a little deeper one um, because you're not going to appeal to every single person. But what you can do with your podcast is you can appeal to everyone at different points. Niching down is the the, the terminology that uh, gets used by these gurus all the time. So um, the mistake that I corrected was I niched down from 27 to 72 and I went from 34 to 58 in my age demographic. Even though I say the demographics don't matter necessarily, I realized that the people that are going to listen to my show are going to be a little bit older. Um, and, you know, these people are worried about attaining a certain type of stability or keeping a certain type of stability. Um, so when I cover different types of media inside of society culture, um, I'm not necessarily always covering pressing problems all the time, but I'm I'm covering ways to make life a little easier on certain things. Um, then from the movie review aspect, the reason that we started doing those is because people enjoy those. It's not something I can do every time. I'm not a, a galaxy of films or one other thing like that, but you know, people enjoy it just like where we've experimented with a true crime episode. We did one good one cause it was near and dear to me and I haven't done another one since Uh great th- deal, but there's certain people that are way better at that and put more time into it. And so definitely certain areas that I don't touch into, I am a question and answer Stacy and I are question and answer podcast. So in doing so, we've started covering live events. Um, and in doing that, we're, we're learning the chops of how this goes and how that goes and learn some mistakes there. Um, but my number one biggest mistake that I've made is I was not able to convert my podcast over into the live setting of using Twitch, uh, YouTube Live, Facebook Live, and those type of arenas. I failed at that. And I failed at that because of this. Um, it's real simple. I was look, looking, I look at everything from a business standpoint and the, the time and energy that I would have to put into that, um, did not bring me any type of monetary gain or profit because I looked at how all these people on YouTube worry about just traction on YouTube and don't look at the whole circle and they wait for that moment on YouTube. And to be honest with you in all this podcast, I have not met a podcast that can truly sit down and tell me that they have been successful on YouTube. I mean, there's big, big people that have done it, but anybody in this meeting with your podcast and they don't, they don't, in my opinion, and I have not seen a podcast get big on YouTube or even on Twitch yet. Um, in the sense of just using those two. Now I will say this, there are people that have Patreon and they go inside and they are able to use YouTube as a platform to jump there and in doing that, that's amazing too. But my biggest mistake was that we couldn't, I could not purposely get a live show off the ground and running because at the end of the day, I'm a question and answer show and scheduling guests on that and being able to draw a live audience in. That's a lot more time in marketing and advertising. And I encourage and I love that all these people do these lives and all this different stuff just for me and what we do. Um, we're, we're going to stick to what we're doing. And I'm still out there on Twitch. I'm doing video games and stuff like everybody else. But um, the live aspect, I just, I didn't see it coming into a good light. And 
uh, to me, like I said, in, until I can find someone that's truly profitable at it and can sit down and, and be like, hey, this is the point, click here and there to it, then I'm never going to jump into that realm. Um, and I appreciate anybody that does it. So that that was my that's my biggest mistake and failure inside podcasting is that. Um, and then from that point on, when I had to turn that pivot, that's where we decided that we would go out and do live events. We would start recording. We went and got the Zoom field recorder, the H6, and we're getting out here. You know, we went and got better equipment so that we're better equipped um, for shows. So my whole thing to podcasters uh, alike and people in general, you are going to have failures in podcasting. You have to be uh, truthful with yourself and admit where you failed and where you can fix it and where you may have to take a different avenue. Um, I was lucky enough that I surround myself with people that are not yes men and stuff like that that actually told me this. Now, flipping over to the business side of things, um, once again, and I will always say this, a target audience, a way to know who they truly are, it is data-driven. That is something you are going to have to buy from somewhere. And I'm not saying buy followers, but you are going to have to get with some type of data mining company to figure out your audience. And some people are going to disagree with that. And they're going to say, oh, you can just do it organically and figure it out. You may be able to do that, but you're going to be waiting a while. If this is a business and this is something, um, I was told a a motto about the chicken and the pig. In this instance, you definitely want to be the pig. The pig uh, sacrifices uh, the bacon, bologna, and all that stuff. A chicken lays eggs whenever they want to. So, you know, if you got the chicken mentality, stay a hobbyist. Don't um, move outside that realm because being a hobbyist, there's nothing wrong with being that in podcasting because that is needed. It's an ecosystem. Um, if you're business oriented and you're driven to taking your podcast to another level, be the pig because you are going to have to make some sacrifices. You're going to have to cut off a little fat here and there. Um, and the key thing that I take away from any of my mistakes is, is that you have to invest. Um, I'm talking invest in money. I'm talking about investing true time into what you're doing. None of this stuff happens overnight and it doesn't happen on a part-time schedule. Once you build it off of a full-time schedule, then you can take it to a part-time schedule and things will work out. If you have to work from a part-time schedule to get it, it will happen organically. Um, and you may have to do other things later to get it, get a speed to it. But as far as mistakes goes, I named it for you right there. Uh, it was offering, um, it was it was offering consultant work when people didn't want that consultant work. Uh, certain people, friends, wasn't people, business people. Um, second thing was was uh, thinking that everybody should be business oriented in podcasting. Um, it's a reason people get paid to be business oriented for other podcasts. So knowing that and keeping that in, intact, uh, those two mistakes right there, I pretty much curbed them. Uh, the third one, the situation with live, uh, doing live podcasts, and I'm not talking about Instagram live. I'm talking about YouTube, Facebook, and in- Instagram. I mean, not Instagram, uh, Twitch podcasting. I learned that I really got to sit back and I'll watch it for a while and I'll see if it ever does anything, but I'm comfortable where I'm at and I'm seated in a good position. So I'll probably stay like I am. So to anyone that has that kind of growth, please let me know about that. Um, and lastly, just when you're out here podcasting and doing this, figure out your true why and know that your audience, if you're going to do it organically, at some point you are going to have to get someone that does data mining to figure it out. And like I said, that is not getting a bunch of followers and all this other stuff because 
like I said, there's people out here that got way more followers than me that do all this glamorous stuff on here, but they, at the end of the day, they make no money in podcasting. And that is because they don't understand the business concept of knowing your audience, knowing your niche. And to clear up this, knowing your niche, I knew uh, this is how exactly I found out my niche. I am a society culture podcast that when we strip the race demographic away, because black and white people, anybody listens to my show. Um, I have, like I said, 34 year olds to 58 year olds. And then even higher ranges outside of that, that don't go above 27 that listen to my show. People that are similar to me, the Russell Wilson's of podcasting or Russell Wilson's in the world or um, urban cowboys or whatever you want to call them. Just your, you know, uh, we're not going to use terminologies like thugs or anything like that. Basically your suburban people, suburban people listen to me, people outside of the suburbs listen to, but I know that that's my target niche and my audience. So I don't stray away from topics too much that are not outside of the suburbs and outside of the rural areas. You know, I always will say this, uh, trailer park to $300,000 houses. That's my audience. If it's higher than that, that's somebody else that's doing way real good, real good in podcasting. Once again, this is JR from West Virginia and Commonplace. And this episode is entitled The Big Mistakes. Um, hope you guys enjoy this. Uh, this was just a quick little run through. Um, we got merchandise available at um, wvandcommonplace.com. Um, we have a, a calendar app in the link if you want to be on the show um definitely tap into that and you know we'll figure out something if we can come up with a good topic you know we got multiple series that we can bring you on for um if you have any suggestions definitely hit us up at uh wv uncommonplace at gmail.com we're always open to that stuff like subscribe do anything you can to help us grow and we hope to grow together with you and we hope you enjoy this podcast